Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You're listening to AI Audible, the new narrated article podcast from the Anfield Index podcast channel. Solving LFC's number six position and four perfect transfer targets by Tabish Ali Mullah. Before we begin, just a heads up that Tabish's piece is around about three times the normal length of the pieces that we do here on AI Audible. So as a result, you will be spared my usual wittering at the end of it. In this article, Tabish will deal with understanding the Dutch number six midfield position and specialist roles today the Liverpool history of Jordan Henderson, Liverpool's attacking and defensive failures and how to resolve them, and the perfect transfer targets for 2017-2018. Understanding the Dutch number 6 midfield position and specialist roles today. On face value, Jordan Henderson has done surprisingly well this season. As a player you would describe as a known known, as a symbol of consistency amidst the years of flux in footballing style and managerial stewardship at Liverpool, he has carved out a middling standard of expectation and performance level in a midfield dynamic that itself too experiences inconsistency both in attacking and defensive integrity and in its results against direct, aggressive and defensively stoic teams. Off the back of a season marred by a fasciitis injury and a metatarsal fracture, our diverse role-playing captain has transitioned back into a deep number six position in central midfield. Although now playing a newfound controlling role, to purposefully distribute possession and complement our attacking creativity, it was a position he once fulfilled with great dynamic promise as an England youth player and Sunderland Academy graduate. But has that promise actually come to full fruition now in a club system that year to year yearns for Champions League qualification and trophy challenges? More importantly, is Henderson really the answer in the number six position or has he become a rare limiting factor to improving the first team? To help answer these questions, let's look at the innate function and qualities of a number six midfielder. Speaking from the profiling of midfielders in Dutch influence curricula, the typical task of a player in the number six position is to stay mobile between central midfield lines to support the defence during build-up play and feed the attacking movement of players in transition. They must do this by absolving the off-ball positional and on-ball possession-based pressure from their attacking fullbacks and midfielders to best allow progression of the team's attack without committing unnecessary turnovers or reducing the space from which to attack. Hence, this necessitates being tactically astute in one's positional awareness and technically astute in one's dribbling, turning and passing ability in order to be a quick executor on and off the ball 
in all phases of transition. It demands being press resistant, having a high level of concentration and a masterful passing range and vision. Defensively, their task is typically auxiliary in dominating the defensive transition, creating a block with the centre-backs and screening the passing lines to the opponent's central strikers. Today, the once again dominant flavour is high-octane transition football, defined by attacking vertically and teams having a lifelike or zoetic flow. A recognisable product of Dutch total football, born out of the concept that mastering transition moments allows you to enforce your defensive solidity in protecting the half spaces and best create high quality goal scoring opportunities. There is no position that fits more inherently to this style than the number six midfield position. To best fulfill this style, however, specialist subset roles for players in the number six positions have become vital to specific tactical approaches, inarguably a result of the influence of Marcelo Bielsa and his wide range of disciples such as Pep Guardiola. Among these specialist roles, the most noteworthy are A. Defensive midfield destroyers or shields, for example Javier Mascherano, B. Creative controllers, for example Ilkay Gundogan, and C. Dynamic deep-lying playmakers, like Xabi Alonso. Very few players in world football fulfil the entire complexion of A, B and C to an elite level would Sergio Busquets being the most notable exception, and this is why the 2-1 midfield in the 4-2-3-1 formation became such a popular means to mitigate the talent and performance burden on any one player in the number 6 position. An elite and functional example of this is the 2-1 midfield which was within Benitez's peak Liverpool team challenging for the UEFA Champions League and the English Premier League title. It had Xabi Alonso as a specialist dynamic, deep-lying playmaker, who was codependently offset by Javier Mascherano, a specialist defensive midfield destroyer. These two number sixes became the tour de force anchor for Steven Gerrard, a world-class goal-scoring and creative engine, playing as Liverpool's free-roll attacking midfielder. This synergy was necessarily perfect. Furthermore, this tactical development of the 2-1 midfield was a crucial result of the increasing competitiveness to win European and international tournaments in the face of greater extremes of physical, mental, technical and tactical ability. These new extremes were brought about mostly by the modernity of sports science, the commercial desire for winning football and of course the pursuit of intellectual and sporting development within the footballing profession. The Liverpool history of Jordan Henderson. Looking at Liverpool's current midfield dynamic, Henderson himself is the team's custodian of the creative controller role, but not after having journeyed through an eclectic range of midfield positions. Examining these serves to explain how his development pathway was constantly stunted, thereby preventing any specialisation, but also how this generally resolved the overall needs of the playing squad and revealed Henderson's greatest playing strengths to the collective team's benefit. Under the uber-defensive conservatism of Dalgleish and Clark, he drifted between two archetypal British roles. The first of those was a Puritan crossing right midfielder. This was a bastardised attempt to funnel a new signing into an old-age style of direct play, to the detriment of Henderson's fan support and ideal pathway of development. Much to the frustration of all, it was a role executed quite crudely with slow, inefficient movement, and low percentage crosses from deep areas against stable defences. 
This was in stark contrast to the model's silk dribbling penetration and vision that Beckham provided in his pomp for a positionally aggressive and rapid Manchester United, a style that Dalgleish was surely hoping to emulate. The second of this aforementioned roles was born out of this original tactical failure, whereby Henderson positively reverted to his preferred and dynamic box-to-box central midfield role. This was taken upon, in part, to fill the vacuum left by an injury-plagued, declining Gerrard, and to concurrently add a generic attacking flair in passing, movement and goal-scoring, without losing the high defensive work rate and discipline required in the manager's system. Here, the great potential Henderson showed in his athleticism, crossing and distance passing was more effectively elicited, albeit in the rawest of forms. The middling performance levels, with only sparks of quality execution, seemed to echo the topsy-turvy nature of the whole club's talent level and ability at the time. Matched by adequate cup runs and disappointing league finishes in the Europa League spots. However, Henderson wasn't his seminal best until he arrived in the interlinking and attacking press initiator in Rodgers' diamond midfield, playing a fluid and aggressive attacking midfield role to great success. Here he helped forge the space and time for our attacking talents Suarez, Sturridge and Sterling to thrive, while he himself could focus on decision-making in the final third. Again, his off-ball aggression in the press and crossing ability shone, while he allowed Gerrard to transition more seamlessly into a regista role and allowed Coutinho to subtly excel as the dribbling playmaker of the team from central midfield. It is here we learned Henderson's strengths were suited to roles in the final third, with his distance shooting beginning to improve. However, we also learned he isn't quite the player to build your midfield dynamic around, rather being a player who can enhance it in utilitarian ways once other specialist number six roles were tactically set. Since then, abandoning the reckless abandon of that Liverpool season, Henderson has mostly played a controlling central midfield role, either directly in the centre of the middle third of the pitch, or deeper as the midfield initiator of our build-up, but both to effects that are patchy at best for club and country. With all of these, the malleable midfielder has had the benefit of many wide-ranging tactical experiences to middling degrees of success. Whether this is a testament to his flexible, stable skill set and professional attitude, or a symptom of his jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none profile, bereft of those very elite midfield attributes that potential world-class players have, is up for debate. In fact, it's probably the mottled apple core of any debate surrounding Jordan Henderson, along with the seeds of doubt over his leadership potential. However, however, it has revealed that his greatest strengths are his off-ball athleticism and timing and aggressive pressing, and his on-ball crossing in a variety of attacking scenarios in the final third. In knowing this, we must come back to the big question. Do these strengths suit the number six position? Liverpool's attacking and defensive failures and how to resolve them. In expectation of what the number six position dictates in Klopp's midfield dynamic, with regards to the aforementioned Dutch profile and the requirements for transition football and specialist roles at the highest level, Henderson is a victim ill-fit for the creative controller role thrust upon him. Through poor and ineffectual levels of performance across this season, he has become incongruence personified. However, one can commend his admirable attempt to fulfil the position, given his known strengths and weaknesses, and given his wanting past performances. 
whether for Liverpool or the English national team and when playing for Rodgers' 2014-2015 team. As a result, Henderson's first-team playing role acts as a rare limiting factor to improve Liverpool's midfield dynamic, while further denying his greatest strengths to come to the fore in an attacking midfield role, rather than labour upon the incongruence Exploring the existing attacking and defensive failures specific to our midfield dynamic gives an insight into the needed qualities for improvement and potential transfer targets to aim for in the number six position. Firstly, the ultimate attacking aim of the team is to create high quality goal scoring chances by flooding the midfield with dynamic attack minded players who can execute our vertical counter pressing style of play. This means creating the most direct way possible to allow the final player in any attacking move to have the most space and time to score. In order to achieve this, there are four specific attacking weaknesses left for us to resolve, including improving our goal-scoring threat from direct and indirect set pieces, intelligently integrating the movements of attacking fullbacks in the final third, improving fast penetration into the final third via long splitting passes between midfield lines and diagonal through balls in central areas, and improving the ability to create and pass out of diamond overloads in between the lines and deep defensive teams, especially from within our opponent's half spaces and especially on the left-hand side of our attack. The ultimate defensive aim of the team is to concede less goals across an entire season with historical averages correlating a goals conceded tally of less than 30 to achieve Champions League qualification in the English Premier League and to challenge for the title. In order to achieve this, there are four specific defensive weaknesses left for us to resolve, including dominating and securing the defensive transition after an initial failed press, defending our own half spaces close to our box to prevent the opposition creating high quality chances, improving our aerial and set-piece defending, and shifting away from a bend-don't-break midfield to a dictatorial, intelligent midfield. No solutions are ever unilateral. However, diversifying the tangible and intangible skills and talents in the first team is a high-yield way to directly address these midfield weaknesses. Based on this, Liverpool need very dynamic specialist players who can fulfil the defensive midfield destroyer role and one of the creative controller or deep-lying playmaker roles in the number six position. Intangibly, they require defensive and creative leaders who are aggressive, intelligent and tactically flexible to adapt both spatially and in possession to a variety of game states and hence perform at a high level across an entire league campaign, in European competition and also in unpredictable cup ties. Tangibly, they require athletically strong and hypermobile midfielders who enhance our defensive and offensive aerial game, have strong positional discipline to shield our defensive half spaces and destroy play through disruptive tackling and anticipatory closing of passing lanes, have excellent ball control, dribbling and vertical passing vision and ability, and finally, they must be able to purposefully dominate moments of attacking transition and protect counter-attacks in defensive transition. Too easy then, right? The perfect transfer targets for 2017-2018. Now for the exciting part. Michael Edwards, Liverpool's new sporting director, will be stepping into his first summer transfer window with a newfound responsibility to aid Klopp, Buvac, Linders and Kravietz in solving their midfield conundrum. 
In a hyper-competitive EPL era, blessed with rampant financial investment, the world's best coaches and a decreasing ability gap between the mid-table and top-table teams, there is little room for errors in the transfer market for Edwards and Klopp. To focus the prior three sections to a positive conclusion, here are the perfect transfer picks for Liverpool in the number six position, with identified players who can resolve our attacking and defensive weaknesses in midfield. Ignacio Camacho, 27 years old, defensive midfield destroyer, or shield, from Malaga. A £15.8 million release clause is tempting Valencia and West Brom to pry away Malaga's ambitious star, who himself is itching for a transfer to the English Premier League. Malaga's president, Altani, will not stand in his way for an offer paid in full. With a stark level of game intelligence and defensive leadership, Ignacio Camacho fits the new Spanish archetype for a modern defensive midfielder. In terms of balancing ball retention with direct vertical play, he consistently attempts to quickly create from deep by playing splitting passes in between midfield lines, releasing advancing attackers as soon as possible, and disrupting opponents' defensive lines by threatening their half-spaces. Extremely aggressive with his entropic tackling and positionally disciplined in holding a zonal defence, before timely breaking to maximise the probability of regaining possession, Camacho has an on-ball talent and defensive nuance to match his wearing of his heart on his sleeve. Statistically, he is by far the most colossal aerial defender in La Liga out of all the midfielders, 61% success rate, and he has the most headed goals in La Liga out of all players, 4. And he is one of the most prolific primary interceptors in the league. With Julian Brandt rumoured to join Liverpool as a left attacking midfielder, Ignacio Camacho would further liberate Coutinho to reoccupy the deeper dribbling playmaker role in central midfield and allow Klopp's pet project in Emre Can to develop his skills as a box-to-box midfielder. Having been scouted previously by Liverpool last year, this transfer isn't far from the realms of possibility and would ring of a deal similar to Sevilla signing Gregor's Krzyzowiak from Stade de Rem plus no Champions League required. Gregor's Krzyzowiak, 27 years old, defensive midfield destroyer or shield, Paris Saint-Germain. No apologies here for the lead-on. FC Nantes president Valdemar Kita recently said, in my opinion right now, it would be hard for him to come back to play for a smaller team. However, as I always say, you are either the locomotive or a carriage. Having followed Unai Emery to pastures new and one of Europe's elite clubs, Kuchoviak has become just that, a carriage, ill-suited to PSG's free-roaming midfield. Kuchoviak has been unable to meet the technically demanding and rapid pass-and-move sequences alongside Marco Verratti during the team's central build-up. As a result, Blaise Matuidi has often been unable to be an effective link between the wide-left attackers and the small overloads in the midfield have been ineffectual. Although Krzyzowiak has been able to replace the stability and balance in the shape that Mata or Rabiot would allow in the number 6 position, this was at the expense of creativity and a collectively stable counter-pressing form. If Liverpool are looking to reform their entire midfield style and shape and possibly play a 1-2 attacking midfield, Krzyzowiak can be the perfect defensive midfield shield for €30 million. When fit and in the right playing environment, 
Krachowiak is the closest to a dynamic and physically dominant midfield general in the ilk of Fiera and Keane that you'll see in the modern game today. A real clutch leader who rises to high pressure situations and motivates others by example. He has an exquisite passing range, strong tackling ability and near perfect defensive anticipation to protect against counter-attacks and opposition creativity in the half spaces from even the most elusive dribblers and playmakers. Additionally, he's an excellent penalty taker and is underrated from free kicks. However, Champions League is required. Johannes Geis, 24 years old, deep-lying playmaker, FC Schalke. As a result of his creative inconsistency and a frustrating need to contrive attacking moves via long balls, Geis has been relegated to the bench this season to make way for the preferred defensive stability of Benjamin Stambouli. In the most inconsistent form of his career, and with Schalke being teased by a buyout clause for Nabil Bentaleb, there has never been a more opportune time for Liverpool to sign the most like-for-like player to Xabi Alonso. In the right playing environment, Geis is one of the most naturally talented and effective registers in world football. He's a lethal and highly creative long-distance passer who excels in transition moments from deep midfield areas. Even in a struggling season, he leads in executing on long key passes in the Bundesliga and is equal third for long passes completed per 90 minutes. He has great technique and balance for retaining possession when under pressure and for dictating the tempo of play. Furthermore, he's an excellent weapon from direct and indirect set pieces and an expert distance shooter too. Although not the quickest of players, he is positionally aware and aggressive as a secondary loose ball winner preferring to passively cut off the passing lanes before tackling at the right moment as the play shifts towards him, allowing him the freedom to play cutely dinked passes into the half spaces to destabilise defensive blocks and to play splitting diagonals into pockets of space that force defenders on the back foot. This is how he excels. Plus, no Champions League required. Mateo Kovacic, 23 years old, creative controller Real Madrid. Well, trying to sign a young player from Real Madrid after their breakthrough season seems the most impossible of asks, if not the most expensive, likely requiring all of a £30 million fee, a significant salary outlay and Champions League football. The tactically versatile playmaker has long been a coveted pipe dream of Liverpool's infamous transfer committee, along with Linder's pet player, Ruben Neves of FC Porto. With his initial burst of acceleration, sublime dribbling technique, expansive passing ability, accuracy and vision, Kovacic is an Iniesta-like central midfielder who can take out opposing defenders with ease and intelligently navigate space from deep central midfield zones. The perfect attack-minded anchor to roam beside a more positionally reserved defensive midfielder, he enhances creativity in attacking transition by breaking midfield lines with incisive vertical passing and forward ball carrying against all types of defensive blocks. This relieves immense on and off the ball pressure from centre backs, fellow midfielders and advancing full backs during build up play. Intangibly, his professionalism and insight at such a young age has been well described by coaches who identify him as a potential conduit for the manager's ideas. In my opinion, as a bare minimum, Liverpool vitally need a specialist defensive midfield destroyer, or shield, 
as it can be the most immediate and cost-effective way to resolve many of the defensive and attacking weaknesses the team currently faces. Additionally, it can allow for improvements in other rate-limiting factors to the playing squad. To then complement this, having one of a creative controller or deep-lying playmaker fills many of the attacking deficits that a specialist defensive midfielder doesn't, and enhances the team's tactical versatility in terms of fulfilling the principles of transition football that Klopp so strongly adheres to. To conclude, realigning Henderson to his strongest position in the team and signing new specialist number six midfielders is probably the best way forward as Liverpool aim for sustained Champions League qualification and trophy challenges. But of these transfer targets, which two players do you think Edwards and Klopp should sign? Please let us know in the comments and on Twitter. Well, that's a stunningly comprehensive piece there from Tabish. Hopefully you will engage with it. There is a lot to engage with. You're probably going to need to replay some of those passages again a couple of times. Um, some lovely ideas in there and some very, very interesting transfer targets. Thank you for listening to AI Audible. You can read this episode's article along with many others on AnfieldIndex.com. You can download our AI channel app on iOS and Android. And you can find all our AI Audible episodes on Twitter at AI Audible and on AnfieldIndex.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 